Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode... <laughs> Good question. Uh, uh, <laughs> 34? Pulled up on Spotify. I 30, think. 34. Be, we might be past that. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> We're all getting on our phones. We're checking. <laughs> None of us Last know. Last episode was 33. This is 34. 34. Good call, David. Oh, whoa. Look at that. Okay, cool. Welcome to episode 34. Today's another special episode. Um, We have... If you remember our Dunn Brothers episode, we have one half of that group back with us. Worse half. You know, the, <laughs> I was about to say uh, the better half. But no. I was about Truth to, came out. But I, <laughs> I couldn't do that to Josh. Freudian slip. Love there, you guys. David. Both equally. The more likely to get copyright strike. Half oh. of the podcast. <laughs> We're back with Noah Dunn. Um, my name's David. I'm Braden. I'm Noah. And that's Noah. Uh, we're back with Noah. It's been... Actually, not too long since our last episode. When did we do the last one? It's like over a year ago. It was, was like spring of last year. Fun fact, I think that was our most listened to episode. It is. So. It was our most listened to episode. Is it still? I think so. I think that's, so. That's crazy. By a couple views. They probably just saw Don and all the feds that were listening in on it were like, yep, <laughs> got to make sure he doesn't drop anything secret. So yeah. It's part of their quota they had to. Yeah. <laughs> Max out the Spotify streams, get it going, yeah. crack it up. But thank, thank you for helping us boost the show, Noah. I hope your uh, I hope your reach eventually hits the point where I can collect ad revenue from. Like I can start my own micro brand, and that's where people. You're definitely like, owed something. I think Braden and I. How does that work? Did we ever think about that? Think about what? If we ever got big enough, like, do the guests get to? Yeah, they, they do. get to claim a little bit. There's no way. I feel like I mean, like maybe I think I think they should. No way. They help make the show. What David, it is. don't even say that, bro. Don't I get mean, that Bra- legally Braden and contract. I both made three dollars last year. That's I think. huge. Yeah. So each, and I think I spent it on Wendy's. <laughs> the, the fact that you even made three bucks is kind of crazy. Oh no, it I'm actually crazy. very thankful because like, I don't even. We don't want money out of this. Yeah, did all you, the money is all the money's dirty. Did you record a no, it's not. new ad yet? No, I was thinking we could do that together sometime. That'd be a good idea. I was. I still think we should have framed our first dollar, but. We still can. That would have been gangster. Yeah. Technically, we need to grab any dollar now. Yeah, just <laughs> pretend, dude. Make yeah. that. Make, make We've it earned found it. it on a lie. Yeah. True. Speaking of dirty money, did you guys know that um, in Islam, <laughs> there's certain professions that are considered dirty and clean money, and so if you are a practicing Muslim, you can only partake in certain careers. Really? And so if you go to really? like, um, like when I was in Atlantic City with Josh, all the Uber drivers are. Well, everyone I had was Muslim, and they were di- from different countries, a um, couple of different countries, and they told me that the only job really that they can do, because they can't even work as a restaurant employee inside of the casino, because anything the casino oh, filters is considered dirty. Interesting. So all of them are Uber drivers, <clears throat> but, and I was like, how common is that? He's like, 80% of the Uber drivers in this area are Muslim. That's because really that like one of the only jobs that they can do, because Atlanta City is like Vegas 2.0. So yeah. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Huh. Fun fact for the day. That is Don't wild. go to Atlantic City, dude. It's like, like <laughs> I, I hated Vegas. Atlantic City is like also just. Is that where you guys got like the $150 toll fee? Yeah, because Josh <laughs> wouldn't call the number that I told him. He's like, we got to get to the trade show, brother. And he was right. We did have to get there. And honestly, we would have probably, if we would have hesitated, we wouldn't have gotten because trade night that night, the line was, I don't know, probably three, 350 people long. That's and crazy. they were only letting so many people in. And Josh was one of the ones who got in. So. I was just chilling 
And then day two, when we got back to the hotel, so that trip was sweet because one, it was just us and we had never done just a brother's trip. So that was cool. And mm-hmm. it, it was planned two days before Josh like, let's go to AC brothers. So I had to message my boss and be like, Hey man, you mind if I take off? He's like, Nope. We drove, he drove in, uh, I booked through booking, which I don't ever usually book through a third party. I booked through booking. The lady couldn't find a room. She's like, Oh, sorry. I, I misplaced this. So we got a key card walk up to the, I think it was eighth floor of Bally's, which is on the, um, the boardwalk at Atlantic city, get up to the eighth floor and we start walking. I can't find the number and we just keep going. The number keeps going up and our number's like really high. I'm like, what the heck? We get to the end. There's a double doors in front of us. And I go, brother, this is either really good or really bad. <laughs> we opened it up. They gave us the penthouse suite. So crazy. we got for our one night there, we got the penthouse suite and he was just looking around like, did we, I was like, dude, we paid like 80 bucks for this room. That's <laughs> like, crazy. So, like, what, so what was the bad part about AC? Oh, the, have you been to Vegas? No. Okay. I've never so, been that far out west. Like, the, the vibe's pretty... Honestly, there's not as much people on the thing. So, there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The whole city's economy is based on gambling. Mm. Everyone is, like, crap-faced. Like, everywhere you go, everyone's drunk out of their mind. <laughs> and, like, there's a large population of people that are um, just trying to cause trouble, basically, on the streets. So, like... And if you go... I don't know, half a mile up the road. That's where the the hood is basically. So you can get in trouble if you're just walking the wrong way. So if you, if you stick to the boardwalk, you're fine. Um, the convention center there was cool, but it just, I don't, it just felt unclean. Like the whole city, I got kind of like, like, and like, uh, times square vibes, like where you're Mm. in that many people, but it's any of those gambling cities run into the problem of like your entire commerce is based on this. So you can't really run into anybody who's not being degenerate. Yeah. Uh, I did yeah, win three hundred thirty bucks on that trip though. So. <laughs> Day two, I took an Uber. Josh and I said our goodbyes while he went to trade, and I was like, "I'm gonna go gamble like a degenerate and uh, <laughs> eat some buffet food." So, because um, there's a hotel on the other end of town that's beautiful. It's called the Borgata. If you ever go to Atlantic City and you have the budget for it, Borgata is the best hotel. Period. There, it's beautiful. It's modern. They have like eight or nine restaurants built into the hotel. It's like, you That's can, li- you can live there for a week. Like, and do they have a whole nightclub built into the thing too. So like it's, it's, it's really basically a self-contained ecosystem. So I went in the joint, my favorite game to play is video poker, which if it has the best pay table pays out a hundred point seven percent, it's actually positive to the player, but they almost never run those pay tables anymore. Those are like old school machines. Nowadays they're like 99.5%. So they have good return. So you can play for a while. Walked up to a video poker machine, threw twenty bucks in. I played like five dollars down, hit the max jackpot for three thirty. If I would have been playing the highest bet, it would have been like five G's, I think. I wasn't playing that, I was playing the small bet. Three thirty, took thirty bucks of it, went and had the buffet, chilled out for an hour, went back <laughs> went back to Josh, met Gary V, we drove home. That was the whole when was this? Last I forgot you guys. It was, Gary B. Yeah, we did. That was <laughs> that was cool too. Uh, August of last year because I did. Oh, I thought this. Was I had the dead. I had the deadly three run stint. So I did Atlantic City the one weekend. The next weekend I went to Gen Con, which is the board game convention in Indy, mm-hmm. and then the next weekend I went to Vegas. So I got absolutely destroyed for three weeks. It was, <laughs> I was just so beat, but it was yeah. fun. I mean, I feel it's like a, you've been running this summer nonstop. Too much live music. You know? <laughs> you got, yeah. So so. I feel like you you guys have been to a lot of concerts already. What's yeah. what's your number? What what are your numbers? 
Like best concert? I've no, been? I mean, I mean, like how oh, many how have many? you been to this summer alone? Oh, man, I gotta tally it up, David. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I got tickets for 15 shows this summer. <laughs> that's like, crazy. I, I have an issue. It's bad. <laughs> oh, no, that's awesome. Yeah, like I, I thought I went to a lot I'm, of concerts, and then I started talking. I sent that. I sent Braden my calendar, and he's like, "Dude, you got an issue." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little mentally ill." Jay um, Cole changed his life. Jay Jay Cole was a concert that said I went. My first concert ever was Mike Shinoda in. Huh. Uh, is it called Bogarts? Or is that something else? I think it's called Bogarts in Cincinnati. Small, super small venue. Um, kind of like Newport Theater if you've been there in Columbus. Um, it's on High Street. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. Um, maybe it's it's in an old movie. Newport's in an old movie theater. And it's usually smaller gigs. But um, I went and saw Mike Shinoda, and that theater is located basically in the hood of Cincy. It's not a good area, and I had class the next day early, so I was stressing out about crap I had to get done. But I was required to go to this concert for my hip-hop class because i took a history of hip-hop class i mm-hmm. love mike shinoda his set was <clears> awesome <throat> but i was so stressed out about having to get to class the next day and make sure we made it home on time all that other stuff i couldn't even enjoy it so huh. it wasn't until we went and saw j cole bonner and i was like yeah i really like live music like i can just relax and enjoy the beat and you know he played my favorite song and he almost got killed on stage so <laughs> that was that was rough but yeah. Have you? What was your first concert, David? Do you ha- do you um, remember? I think it was the Black Keys. Really great, uh, great, yeah, that's great, a great first. question. In Pittsburgh, like twenty fourteen, maybe thirteen. Um, unless Billy Joel was before that. No, Billy Joel was after. You seen Billy Joel? Uh? I have. I've that's seen. Sweet. I've seen him twice now. Actually, sweet. I saw him once at Nationwide in Pittsburgh, same place I saw Black Keys the first time. Um, and then I saw him at progressive stadium few uh 20 2016 17 sweet yeah do you remember yours i think mine was nf was it really yeah how many people are going whenever you saw him were you saw him when he was pretty small i saw him well i saw him at a live festival which there was a good amount of people there he played it a lot he did like when he was first opening up yeah um but there was i saw him solo in columbus it was at kemba it was before it was called a kemba it was like express live or something gotcha and that was i think that was right when he dropped perception that's crazy that was like one of my first ones i spent money to go to that was in high school still and then i it was a good crowd but i mean i mean there was a lot of people but it was because that was started when he kind of started blowing up but i did see him when I was when he was alive, it was when he had put therapy session out. Gotcha. So he was a lot less like mainstream. Right. He said when Here. he was in. Go ahead. Oh no, you go. I'm sorry. I was gonna say when he was in Columbus, he said his first show he ever did in Columbus, he played for 300 people, and he said there were 13k people that bought tickets for the show that we went to. That's crazy. Huge blow. What were you gonna Holy say, Dave? I was gonna. My next question of all the concerts you've been to, what's your favorite? Uh, oh, pro- seeing question. A7X at Sonic Temple. <clears throat> Other, J Cole was pretty good though, but A7X just ripped the whole night. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 played all their best songs back to back because they hadn't been on tour in like four years. So they're like, we're just gonna rip. I think one of my favorites has got to be Eddie Nine. Eddie Nine Volt was awesome. Got to be one. Of I my can't favorites. believe you guys was... said it on the podcast that those that couple was ripping you for going to see Eddie Nine Volt. <laughs> like, what's up with that, Dude. man? <laughs> I don't get it. It's okay, because by the time he was done, they understood, I hope. <laughs> Dude, he rips. I mean, everything yeah. he sampled. I listened to some of his stuff after he was sampled on Theo, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is my stuff. Like, yeah. Bishop Gunn. I listen to all of Bishop's Gun, Bishop Gunn's music now. It was one of was, the best like live performances I thought I'd ever seen. 
for sure. That that's cool. definitely a too. wizard. Yeah, the fact that we got to meet him really elevated. Yeah, it did. It, as ev- well. it definitely ele- elevated it. But but even without that, like he puts on, he's an incredible um performer, mm. without a doubt. If I had to, here's the. Th- Oh, man. I think the first time we saw Greta was also that was a great concert. I hear they just the whole they rip. I hear they absolutely. <clears throat> oh yeah, and we're seeing them again in September, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited for. Um, it's really, really. I asked the question. I'm uh, troubling, having trouble answering it. But if I really had to pick, sorry, I bumped my mic stand, <laughs> and I and I thought about this recently actually. Um, I. I think I might go with the Cleveland Orchestra conducted by John Williams. <laughs> really? Because that was like a deeply like religious experience for me. <laughs> Good. And emotional. Like holy cow. Watching ninety one year old John Williams conduct, you know, the themes of my childhood yeah. in front of me. How long ago so was that? Beautiful by but the you know, the one of the top three orchestras in the world. Holy right. cow. Um I'm sorry to say it again. How long ago was that? Like November. Wow. Yeah. That was super cool. Were the awesome. tickets expensive? Um relatively. Yeah. I mean, not in my opinion, not too expensive to see John Williams. <laughs> right. No, I get that, dude. Um but we we actually bought them like <clears throat> in 2019, but COVID happened. Right. So it got delayed like a long time. Um but yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll, I I might go with that. I've really been thinking about that, but I don't know. I can't really rank everything other than that, though. Yeah. Because they're all great for different reasons. I've, yeah. Most, I mean, I really haven't seen a Venues, bad experience, show. set lists. I was going to say, I've never seen a bad for one. something. Yeah. That you've been like, yeah, that was absolutely terrible. I, I haven't. Really. Yeah. I have not. I mean, every, because I've enjoyed I've everyone. To, I've already liked the artist. So that's the dangerous part, too. Dude. Yeah. I keep spending money. I'm like, dang, that was worth it. Like, yeah. I, I need one that's just absolutely terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't need to spend money on this garbage anymore. Like, <laughs> even I literally, I went with, like, I took my sister to go see Big Time Rush. That was recent. <laughs> I hear BTR yeah, last, puts on a dude, good it show. It was a great show. <laughs> yeah, that's it was, what that's I what I it was fun. It was, like, actually really good. And Magic opened? It Max. 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 Why did I say Magic? If Magic yeah. opened, dude, I should have been there. No, the <laughs> artist Max opened, who's really good, actually. He was really good. Um, I'm thinking, I've been to so many at this point. Like, I wish I would have been writing them down. Same. Like, as I went to them. I have them all on what, my what calendar. I, what I, I do is every time I go to a... Year, but I make a playlist with a set list every time I go to one. That's what Alex used to do, dude, idea. every single time. Yeah. I created a photo album of all the pictures I took nice. while I was there. That's so I, cool. You know, same energy. But There was um, the concert I saw a couple years ago in Pittsburgh was pretty phenomenal. Which Alex one? was actually with us. Um, It was Green Day, Fall Out Boy. And oh, that's right. Weezer. We saw Fall Out Boy the other night. They were yeah. good. They, they were had, Fall Out yeah. Boy, Weezer, and Green Day. Green Day killed it. I can't lie. I, that, that was... um. <clears throat> I couldn't go anyway because I had something going on, but that was like one of the <clears throat> most significant feelings of FOMO, you got FOMO. <laughs> I've ever yeah, felt dude. was that concert. Mm-hmm. Just all the videos, like I really wanted to go to that. For yeah, sure. Was, <laughs> but there's just been, like I said, I haven't had a bad experience. I do think um, if it would have been a longer show or a different, like I think Tyler Childers would have been one of my favorite. Tyler Childers he killed ripped. It. He did. It was just He had like thirty five people up there, David. It was wild. A little Dang. bit longer. That's what Braden said, yeah. A little bit longer, a little bit different set list. I think it would have been my favorite show maybe. Because he was an amazing performer. He yeah, yeah. He <coughs> he's performing at the uh, West Virginia State Fair. Oh really? Yeah, as part of the Saving Appalachia uh, Where is event. that? 
Uh, it's like five and a half hours from here. It's in um, shoot, what's the city? What's the capital, West Virginia? It's not. Is Richmond the capital? No, Charleston. Is Charleston Charleston's five and a half an hour? That's two and a half hours. It's not that one then. Maybe it's not in the capital then. I can't think of it. Not sure. I'm going to see Tenacious D in Indianapolis. Are you really? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. There's also another neat one coming up that I thought was a weird mix. Um, it's Charleston. Sorry. It, it is Charleston? Yeah. Okay. Theory of a Dead Man and Skillet are playing. Oh, in I've Youngstown. seen Skillet, actually. Yeah. You have seen they, Skillet? At, at, at a live festival, yeah. Yeah, I remember when they went there. They I were didn't good. see them, though. I just think Skillet and Theory of a Dead Man seem kind of counterintuitive. <laughs> one's very, like, transgressive. Uh, yeah. And the other one's, like, Christian rock. So it's, like, <clears throat> yeah. kind of an interesting combo. No, I'll probably, yeah. they I'll were probably really get good. tickets to that one. There was, um, I'm trying to think, but yeah, I was a little bit bummed though because I did. I was excited to go to Robert Plant this summer. Robert Plant. Did that get postponed or just walk? It just got canceled. Oh, that sucks. Smoke got us. <laughs> but um, what happened? It was. I was supposed the, to see Robert the Plant. Air, like, the air quality canceled. Yeah, oh, yeah. are you serious? Yeah, yeah. they canceled the Blossom show. Disg- oh, it was that one. Yeah. No, dude. Yeah. And um, that's that so one sad. that one hurt, but I I. Even without that one, I have 11 concerts this year Holy already. Cow. Holy cow. And I've already hit five of them. But Your I've budget got... must be screaming, dude. Oh, it's, it's hurting. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the ones, like I, at least four of them though, have been like All of us were at Ed 25 bucks yeah, concerts. Yeah, dude. I felt bad you guys got destroyed on your tickets, yeah. man. I'm not even going to like. Oh, like, that oh was ours were, I went with my, my uncle and oh, I don't think ours weren't that bad. Gotcha. Yeah. The thing that drives me, so this is what drives me nuts about concerts. One, I hate Ticketmaster. Everybody hates Ticketmaster. Yeah. As Zach Bryant says, all my homies hate Ticketmaster. <laughs> but um, I hate that. I hate how expensive shows are. I don't know how normal people get to go to any of these things because yeah. they're just not normal budget line items. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Just, I don't. When I went to Zach Bryant, for example, even he, you know, he tries to do what he can, but AXS, like, I didn't know he was a big name. He's number two in country. Did not know that. I went in the queue to buy tickets. The first option I had was 180 a seat for not yeah. floor seats. I was like, what the heck is going on? <coughs> so you guys go to Ed Sheeran and you're like, we're on the pre-sale. We're going to buy this. You buy nosebleeds for 125 a pop or whatever the heck it was. Yeah. We get on the floor buying two weeks before the thing starts for $100. Like, yeah. that's just ridiculous. It's crazy. But if you don't buy it, you end up like the dudes that would have been. Like, I paid, I don't know what I paid for Zach Brown, but it was a little over 100 a ticket, like 120 130 a ticket. The tickets that I had sold for i could have sold them for 700 bucks a pop night of well, that's and, the thing like so many people yeah. now like it's like a it's a it's a hustle mm-hmm. like scalpers yeah trying to you know buy tickets because you know they're like the taylor swift tickets oh dude don't even get me dude. started oh, holy cow I, i'm glad i'm not a t swift like i i like a couple of her songs i just haven't heard most of her music but thank god i wish I'm i could have convinced Sally to sell that ticket did you guys go she she went with her friends but um she spent i think they spent like 200 250 because they got like they're pre-sale probably going and for they, like 1500 right? it was yeah it was like over a yeah grand. and she'd already seen her twice i'm like is it worth it really <laughs> she's like yeah. i've been I, there's a rumor going around that she might be doing a second leg of the tour you guys hear about that no there's a rumor that she's uh it is crazy i, I think like, we talked about it it's like impress it's just impressive but man. My, my, my my dad sent an article to like our family group chat about like i'm sure you've read about like how taylor swift like boosted the economy like yep. yeah. my, my dad yep. sent an article with the headlines like Taylor Swift 
boosted the economy with her eras tour <clears throat> and my brother responded and said i boosted the economy when i ran a bake sale <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that pretty good no i no matter what though i get, have a lot of respect because she's been oh putting no on for like sure three hour shows dude I, I know how like, the heck do you do dude that? it's insane i think if tyler did that he'd blow his vocal oh, yeah. cords out and jokes aside, I mean, I she really she did jokes aside she really did boost the economy and she really did i, I yeah. heard she i heard she rips on stage like there's oh, yeah. no there's no my boy sturgill bucks i couldn't do that i'm so upset that sturgill and tyler are playing together but he blew his vocal cords out so they're not playing in cleveland anymore yeah. that drives me nuts man i feel bad <laughs> hope he gets better but sturgill i mean he's got a really deep like warbly voice too and yeah when you sing bluegrass like that that's the danger man that's why everybody then used to warm up hardcore and the bluegrass <coughs> bluegrass bands wouldn't last because when yeah. you when you got that deep country twang and you get up <coughs> to those pitches tyler's from he's from kentucky right mm-hmm yeah I was like, uh, I know we kind of talked about the one YouTuber. What's his name? Um, Anthony Fantano. No, he uh, bald and bankrupt. Or uh, he no, does it's Peter Sandell. Yeah, Peter Sandell. You've been watching the. Uh, he just did one on like the, the West Virginia. Yeah, yeah dude. <coughs> it's David, crazy. Have you seen any of his content? No, I have not. He's really actually... interesting. So shout out to this guy, but he just goes in pretty much in all the like craziest or impoverished like areas of the world and tries to get like you know real footage talk to people just have conversations channels you and, should uh, check out go ahead sorry bro <laughs> no yeah I was just, he just me. did one on that like appalachia area like west virginia which is arguably one of the most poor areas of the country which mm-hmm. i didn't even realize like until like i went down there to for like i went to the national park uh which like a couple weeks ago or whatever and I'd like we stopped in Charleston and even like Charleston, like the capital, it's just crazy. Like how many like homeless people or like yep. people are strung out <laughs> on like drugs and stuff. And it's it's crazy because like in 2023, like a lot of that video talks about like shows like a lot of people and stuff, but like talks about in 2023, like how reliant they are and like coal and like nothing mm-hmm. else. Like if you look up their economy, like West Virginia's economy is literally like it's coal. And then, like, the second highest, like, revenue maker is, like, gas stations. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. And it's, like, there's a it's really a good, whole different way of life. There's a great documentary that Javier sent me that <coughs> talks about all the states and their advantages and disadvantages geographically. West Virginia yeah. is the worst geographic yeah. location in the United States. It huh. should, realistically, it should have never been a, divvied <laughs> up as a state. It should have been all the other surrounding areas got a chunk of it because right. it just has... And it's beautiful country. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah. The problem is, in terms of resource development and accessibility, transportation. I don't know if you guys have been in the hollers of West Virginia, but <laughs> you will literally be driving for hours, and then you'll just <clears throat> see a valley with people in it. Yeah, and you'll be like, "How do they get? Yeah, out of there? Yeah." Well, Dude, that's what look, I didn't know what a holler was. I mean, mm-hmm. I've heard Tyler Childers talk about it. So that's what we yeah. think about. Well, it. that's what how my family grew up, man, in Kentucky. Yeah. Have they, you ever they visited came... WVU? No, I haven't. It's like a it, it's. Uh, a lot of hills. <laughs> it's basically dorms like along up the hill and everything. Straight up. Yeah. But, yeah, there's like a holler is basically, yeah, like just a little separate road that goes into a valley. It's a valley with people. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how my, that's where my family came from. Kentucky and Tennessee, they grew up and yeah. farm in the holler. And then when the steel dried up and the reason that Noah Dunn exists in Ohio today is because the steel dried up in both those places. Yeah. And that's all. My family ever did was mine steel. That's well, that's it. that's the crazy thing though. It's like there's huh. so many people leaving. 
like the area or like West Virginia, Kentucky, all like most of the younger generation is moving. When my grandpa had mm-hmm. a boost out at eight years old in Kentucky, that tells you how bad it is in the yeah. worst off geographic when they had to leave for work. Yeah. 80 mm-hmm. years ago. It just makes me sad because it is such a beautiful area. Like I feel like just something could be there, but yeah. Like and they have said, an incredible amount of culture too. Yeah, they do. And it's like, it just make cause I, and there definitely is like, I think tourism's doing a lot for the area mm-hmm. because of the national park and mm-hmm. like a lot of the other stuff they have. Cause it is such a cool area, but like, it's just hard to like drive through those areas cause it's so poor. So right. like bad off. What's the sketchiest area you guys have been in? Oh, that's a good question. Actually, um, <coughs> when I was in London, uh, we went to. Sorry, when I was in the UK, we to, uh, for like this project, me and this group were doing. We had to travel to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. It's like a three-hour, it was like a three-hour trip. But we got there and we decided to walk along <laughs> this like canal. But basically, it, it was it, it was like this. It went through these tunnels, and it was like this really gross, you know, canal or river <coughs> in the middle, and and it it looked it, it looked like you were about to enter like the Bat Cave, straight up, <laughs> or dude. something. Yeah, Did it smell like human waste. Actually, it didn't smell terrible. <laughs> really, surprisingly. Um, but that was. I mean, there. It was. It felt like you were about to enter the Batcave. Did you? Did you? Did you? <laughs> the like, European Did Batcave. you feel in danger, or were, you were in a pretty big group, though? Probably. Yeah, that's right? the only. If if I weren't in a big group, I would have felt a little more uncomfortable for sure. But, did you guys get a, uh, solicited a lot when you were in the UK? Like people come up to you a lot, or no? Yeah, I did a little bit. Uh, like I was trying to enter the store, and this guy tried to talk to me, uh, in a good way, uh. In a pot, in like in a po- more positive way, I love like going to the marketplaces, like the one in Camden, because everybody's trying to give you free samples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally, you go down the uh, this alley, and there's like uh, food places on either side, and they're just like shoving Hawker food in stalls. your yeah, That's just like sick, man. You could get you could get a whole free dinner by just, just going through the samples. whole place. Yeah, nice. I know you had some stories about Indianapolis, but um. Yeah, Charleston was definitely one of the weirdest, sketchiest places I've stopped in. Because we stopped and we won well, like, because I've always driven, like, on vacation. And I see, like, the gold Capitol building in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I've always, so we stopped, tried to, like, check it out. And it's literally, it was crazy because, like, you'd think right in downtown, the Capitol building, the area surrounding would be the nicest part of the city. But it was all, like, you know, just people on the streets and, like, bad area. So that was like sketchy, and then we like wanted to. We stopped and played pickleball at these courts, like in the city, and that was a little bit rough. But um, beyond that, I mean, it's just like most big cities like have their bad spots, like bad sections of town and stuff. That's every big city, just but some are worse than others. Yep. But yeah, yeah, just, it, it's it, just mind blowing going through West Virginia. It's it like, and the terrible thing about that gold uh gold topper is that uh. Most of it used to be gold, yeah, and now only the tippy top is because <laughs> you know somehow yeah. all that, all the rest of that's not there anymore. And I wonder what happened, but yeah. uh, that it is. It, you, I thought the same thing driving through. I'm like, oh, that's pretty pimp, and you read up on it a little more, and you're like, uh oh. It makes me uh, sad too, because I mean, I don't know, I forget some of the exact history, but I know like West Virginia is separated from Virginia for I think like good reasons. I don't know if it was like for slavery or whatever, but like you just see the polar opposites. 
like Virginia is doing well as a state and West Virginia is just in the yep. tank. Well, it all has to do with the – there's a couple factors. Post-Civil War era is one because the West Virginia was split, if my memory serves correctly. Either that or it was Union. I can't think. I think it did split, though, at least in some parts. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But that destroyed their economy pretty severely um, for the obvious reason. And also – Virginia is a hubbub for the Fed. So when the capital, you know, it becomes part of that near that area, a bunch of your people that work for different Fed organizations are all located in Virginia. No one's moving yeah. to the Appalachian Mountains to yeah. work for the Feds. And <clears throat> it's just not convenient to, you know, travel through. The one, there is the one, I don't know if you heard of the Greenbrier like, mm -mm. area, though. It's mm -mm. like a really like bougie, nice hotel in West Virginia. Um, a lot of like celebrities have stayed there. I think presidents have stayed there and stuff. Really? It's like way like Southern West Virginia. And, um, there's like a really famous golf course. They used to play on like the PGA tour there too. But, um, I know, I forget what president it was. If it was, I can't think if it was Eisenhower or somebody later, but there's a huge like military like they built bunkers into like the mountains like at that resort area they like an entire complex like because it was like cold war times and so like there's all this stuff that's like i mean they built it to like sustain people for like years so there's like i mean there's like a theater there's like all this like conference rooms and housing and storage and all this stuff and you can go tour it now because they discontinued like they stopped the government stopped like supporting it in like the nineties or whatever, Straight on. and I've always wanted to go do that because it's it'd be sick. Go get a tour of all that. It like would government. be that would be sweet. But I know that's so there is a yeah I, I guess that's the only government holdings they've ever had there, like Fed wise. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting. TLDR my sketch stories. I got rushed by a crackhead trying to get a pizza in Indianapolis, and that was the only <laughs> time I've ever had somebody try to come up on me. But he wasn't. He was just tweaking. I don't think he was actually trying to start anything. I picked a pizza from a place called Godfather's, which Dave Portnoy said was like the best pizza, one of the best pizzas he's ever had. So the boys one night hmm. were like, hey, we should get this. So I went and offered to pick it up. I got solicited five times trying to walk into the place. So I'm like, and it was night. And I was like, this is not good. Like, I've never had this many people. And again, I maintain my urban scowl. Like, I don't smile. I don't look people in the eye. I'm just moving. I don't even try to associate with mm -hmm. anybody got the pizza started walking out i loaded it in the back some dude runs up on me super fast walk he's like sir sir can you help me out for sir and he just ran up on my side of the car jumped in the car closed it locked the doors he's staring at me through my windshield just like getting real close javier and meg are in the back i'm like we're blowing this popsicle stand i whipped <laughs> it in reverse and he the whole time we left he was just staring at me like he didn't, you know, pull anything. He didn't do anything crazy. He just rushed up on me, and I was like, "All right, dude, I'm about to like, <laughs> this is about to turn into Transformers. Like, <laughs> on a bar roll out. See ya. Like, nope. Oh, how was did the you, pizza? Did you see the new? It was terrible. Really? It was. <laughs> they, dude, we got it home, and these guys were hyping up. They're like, "This is gonna be the best pizza ever." Blah blah. They ordered a pepperoni and a meat lovers. The meat lovers, I literally pulled it out of the box, and I think the meat just, like, sunk through the actual pizza itself. Like, it actually blew through the crust. I'm like, dude, this is the worst pizza. Like, it was not yeah. worth And we paid out the butt. It was, like, $43 for, like, two pizzas. Like, wow. it was not <laughs> it was not good. And, yeah. uh, you know, the boys were, like, trying to – and I, Like, honestly, it was, it was fine, but for what we paid and the experience, I was like, dude, you just sent me into the devil's den over some <laughs> freaking dog turd $43 pizza. Like, that reminds me. There was the one time in Cleveland I was with your brother. and Almost got carjacked, yeah, there, right? We were, like, sitting in a red light, 
and the dude came up and like tried to pull on our my car handles tried to like get in our car (laughs) and i like luckily like the light turned green and i just like gunned it but yeah we there's a guy trying to get in our car but yeah i mean they're few and far between gta but straight out brother there's all the there's sometimes there's just those moments that remind you David, I think yeah. you need to. I think you need to poke the uh, Oppenheimer bear now that we're at this. <laughs> I was actually just about to, but before I did that, I was actually g- going to ask if you've seen the new Transformers because you oh, reminded God. me. I haven't seen a single it's Transformers so movie. Uh, I've, really? I've only ever seen the first one. First I never one's good. I never saw the new one. Here's a bit of dumb family lore. Um, they made a Transformers game for the PS2, and uh, I had that, yeah. when Josh was a Josh was a young buck. Um, I think my dad paid him like 80 bucks to get rid of it because Josh would go in the game and destroy everything in sight and burn down all the buildings. My dad was worried that he was exhibiting psychotic behavior. I was like, dad, it's a game. So he, he, he straight up was like, yeah, dad, I won't get rid of this game. And he's like, I'll give you 80 bucks. And he's like, all right. And so I think we went and bought some Wii stuff with it. Like bought Wii, uh, or Mario baseball or something. I haven't seen a single transformers, David. I'm sorry. First one's that's okay. Shy is. Who Shy films those? It, Michael Bay? Is that Michael yeah, Bay? He did the first He's few. Trash. But the new ones were <laughs> Stephen... <laughs> That's a Michael Bay movie. Stephen Cable Jr.? Okay. Yeah, he did the last one. He did Creed 2. Oh, one really? Okay. Yeah, that's... Michael Bay... I don't know how Michael Bay is actually still relevant as a producer. It's the explosions. It's just all... That's all he does. You guys ever see the year beyond the uh, producers? Or the filmmakers. Uh uh-uh. wait, Al- Al- wait. Alfred Hitchcock versus uh, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I've heard about it. I haven't seen it yet. Great though. video. Great video. That's <laughs> I where I first that. that's where I first learned about uh Stanley Kubrick being a psycho. Mm, I believe he, it. He the uh, when they did the one scene in um it might have been the shining. He did it hundred and eighty times. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've read Maybe that. Maybe it wasn't the shining. I don't remember what No, I I think it is. I think I know what you're talking that's how David Fincher is it too. He he'll he won't stop to it. It's like perfect dudes are like on the next level of uh, yeah. complete opposite end of the spectrum but um tom cruise who's crazy acting <laughs> like doing stunts like new mission impossible there's this one scene that's absolutely nuts like it's you ridiculous. were telling me he like specifically asked to like film it first in case he died yeah like, that's insane before, dude. but they, he did that i figured reasonable out he, request he did that me. stunt three times he did. Like, I didn't yeah, know that. He didn't do it just once. Like, he did it three times. Oh my god! Which I mean, I respect the dude for like actually, you know, yeah. pulling, like sacrificing his own tail to do. Oh crazy no, he's. Stuff. De- we talked about it. Like, he's gonna be like if an, any notable actor is gonna go out on a movie set. In It'll be him. It's gonna. I be think him. he's gonna be the first. I I I, I think he'll die making a movie. Yeah, I was about to say the first. But I feel like he wants people. to die making a movie. Oh, I think he does too. I think that's how he wants to go out. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think he. Like I don't think he's hoping it happens, but like I think like deep down he'll be like, if I would die, I hope it's making a movie. I saw. A, um, are you guys into horror YouTube at all? Do you guys know any well, like, barely like, barely like, sociable Nexpo? Uh, I've heard of Nexpo. I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, but there's a here's like don't hug me, I'm scared. Is that the kind of stuff? More like uh, dudes investigating some really creepy stuff on oh. the internet, like legit creepy stuff on the I internet. Thought, I, I thought you meant like. The just scary, like, scary stuff, like yeah. scripted short yeah, films. Yeah, right. Oh, no. I'm, I'm more so on the side of YouTube with like dudes who put out two-hour documentaries on crazy stuff, like that. Like uh, I do find sometimes. It sometimes there's a, there's a video. Um, I think Nexpo put it out, and he does a lot of uh, lost and missing footage. Or um, another video he does is disturbing media, and so one he did was, 
uh, it was a clip from a movie that went on release that was Noah's Ark. It was like a mm-hmm. cinematic adaptation from like the '60s, and there's one scene where like people are screaming as torrential da- downpours coming in. They made an artificial body of water, and they had a boat next to it. And you see all these people screaming and like getting dragged under the water. And it turns out it wasn't special effects. There was like 138 people, I think, like a crazy number of people died on the set because really? they didn't get the riptides under control. And like I, either they did it right next to the coast and they had a torrential downpour happen and they had no safety precautions. A whole bunch of people died on the set. That's and it was like crazy. one of the first major. Mm-hmm. There's another one with explosives that I saw on the same. I think he did a couple on that. But, yeah, you guys should check those channels out if you're interested in that kind Any of stuff. Any movie with uh, Alec Baldwin around? Dude. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine being, like, the everybody I heard off that, and, again, I don't have know enough to form a smart opinion, but, like, the the all the prop designer people were, like, and the gun. The it, it's an interesting thing. I'm sorry I cut you off. But, like, again, I pro- I, I haven't read about it as much as I could have but the fact that that happened is insane because I that gun goes through so many mm-hmm. hands before it gets to Alec Baldwin's mm-hmm. hands yeah like like some like the like it's not just that there was live ammo in the gun why was there live ammo on set at all period and a story <laughs> yeah 100% yeah. dude and it's again insane. all the all the safety people that I watch like doing their synopsis on it they're like how did this even happen like how bad was the protocol that yeah like you said, live ammo should be nowhere near a set. There's they have no consultants way. come in. They have experts come in, even if it's for like blanks. They have I have, I have to imagine. That. I have to imagine even when you do a, uh, even when you do a scene. Every time you do a scene, mm-hmm. there's no way in heck that I would not be doing basic laws of gun safety. Like you pick yeah. up any gun, fake or otherwise. I don't care if it's loaded or you not. You clear. It's... You clear it first, man. Yeah. No matter yeah. what. Rule yeah. number one. Like. That's crazy. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Feel bad for that poor person's family. Just this yeah, is insane. You know? And again, I, I people did were they, like, did they end up dying? Yeah, yeah she died. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. crazy. And I feel bad. I actually. So here's a weird uh, thing. I was listening to the Ned's Declassified cast as a podcast. <laughs> Do they really? All three I, that's crazy. I have to listen. They to all that. three that's have awesome. a podcast, and it's called. It's basically like them going through the whole series that's and trying awesome. to like add their personal <laughs> notes, like what was going on there. They have, I, there was a bunch of crap that I went like on the office the started that trend because there's a lot of shows. That do they have a podcast? The, it's called like Office Ladies, where Angela, Kinsey, and uh, Jenna Fisher they're going through the whole. They're still doing it. They're going through the whole show, and I've wow. noticed that so many shows have done that since. Like I know, Psych is doing one. Wizards of Waverly Place is doing one. Wizards of Waverly have. Yeah, I gotta listen. To there's that. now and there's one for. Uh, scrubs and there's one for oh. Ned's classified now apparently <laughs> so ned the guy who played ned whose name is escaping me right now i can't um, remember yeah. but he was talking about that he was on that set and he's like was he really yeah he's like dude it didn't go down the way you thought it did alec was totally innocent he's like legal reasons i won't talk about it but like i just feel bad for alec yada yada and everyone was like and moe's and cookie they're actors were, i saw that did he have the dr- charges dropped on him i think they, yeah, 100%. yeah i mean He's got money, bro. That's true. Like, yeah. it, like when it gets to that point in Hollywood, I don't think it matters. Le- legality aside, we I feel like it's obvious that, like he something I don't he didn't want to do that. Yeah. Ob- yeah, I don't think it was malicious by any means. Yeah. It's no. just it's just and again, I, like I really don't like the people that are just ripping on him. Like, hey, dude, you like uh, he's probably feeling enough guilt as his dog. Right. You don't got to pile no, on yeah. the yeah, something. I'd, I'd have to go to therapy for the rest of my life. Yeah. How would you ever act again? Like I, I have no idea. I don't know how you direct. I don't know how you continue on from knowing yeah. that you were responsible for 
taking some again shot. directly or indirectly you still bear the weight of that especially if you're the top it's sad dog. like yeah. she was like a cinematographer i think it was like her first movie like she just like that's even more she just like I, th- I could be wrong about that but i think i remember reading that she that's just got crazy. hired into her first one that's so sad terrible way to go out yeah, yeah i mean you know life life's a gift man every minute's precious like we never yeah. know what's going to come to us and again, it's true it's really Dude, mess- i had a nightmare that i was on that submarine that went down to find the titanic Dude. the other oh my night God. I oh, that have you guys I had seen, a dream last night? I keep forgetting what sir. What go ahead? Oh, so I was gonna say like me and a bunch of friends, including you two, were. I think I t- did. You see my text? I texted you about maybe I it was in a group. So you might have not seen it. Oh but, yeah, I, I kind of skipped. Over but but that's oh no, it's okay. <laughs> but but <laughs> basically, dirty, man. But we had a we had a hard drive, and we were trying to transport it somewhere. But none of us. It was like Pulp Fiction. None of us knew what it contained. It was like, um. Except for it wasn't a briefcase; it was a hard drive. It had top secret information in it. Um, and but we were trying to transport it somewhere. But our <laughs> means of transportation were high speed tubing down a lake, <laughs> <laughs> and and then the boats that were pulling us were playing Days and Confused by Led Zeppelin, no like way, blasting man. it, and it was really bumpy. It was so fun. That's a great. It was in my head, but it was so fun. Javier, That's a good Javier literally texted me unprompted at like six a.m. He's like, "Dude, I just woke up from a dream. I dreamed we walked into Walmart and you got shot dead. And we all had to run out." I was like, "Thanks, man." <laughs> It's so interesting because I feel like I only remember my dreams if there's something bad. I mostly for the I, most part. I remember maybe one a month, if that. Actually, not even that. And it's it's very obvious, like they, at least for me, that my dreams usually will play on my fears. Yeah. So like, I, or like my worries or whatever. Like if I know I'm like stressed or worried about something, or even if it's like a subliminal like thing, like like seeing the news about the Titanic thing, like somehow it just sticks in. in my head. Do you guys get a sleep paralysis? Either of you? No. No. I get it bad. Oh, really? Used to, used to get it worse. Not. I haven't had it for a long time. You know what sleep paralysis is? I think mm-hmm. so. You you basically think your conscience when you're sleep dreaming. So mm-hmm. you think that, and then usually it's accompanied by a nightmare. So I used to have this repeated one where I had the spider one, which a lot of people have, where um, I was like, you're con- you're, you think your conscience. So like you, it's like lucid dreaming, but you're locked. You can't move. Right. So I had one where I was in my bed. Um, I had like three or four of them that were real bad. One was spiders, even though I'm not afraid of spiders. I had spiders come all up on my body and were like getting into my mouth and my eyes and stuff were like eating me apart. <laughs> oh, no. I had a repeated one that was really funny. It was a dude dressed up like it was my devil incarnation. <laughs> He'd sit in the corner of the room. He wore a suit and tie. And he would just sit there in a rocking chair and laugh at me. He's like, you can't move right now, but I can. That's and crazy. he would just talk to me and, like, make Sorry, fun of me. Laugh. And, no, dude, it was it was sick. Like, it, was, <laughs> like, it sucked. But, like, afterwards, I woke up. I'm like, man, I'm messed in the head. Like, that's not okay. I feel like I have had that, like, once or twice happen to me, but it's been very rare. You guys ever lucid dream? I don't think so. No, I've always wanted to, though. One time. I've done it really? once. I was at South School. I spawned in. I was like, <laughs> I checked my fingers. I was like, I can, like, move. And so I was like, and there was a kickball left over on the side of the road. This was when I was real young. And I was like, there's no way this works like this. And I walked up to it and Superman kicked it into the atmosphere. And I was like, this rocks. So I flew around town like for like however long I was dreaming and had full control of my body. Never been able to do it since. There's nothing That's worse crazy. than getting woken up during a good dream. Oh, yeah. It's the dude. worst. You can train yourself to lucid dream. And the w- I actually had to train myself to trigger it. So I had How do you a, do it? I you set know. an alarm at 2 a.m. or whatever is exactly four hours into your sleep cycle right after your body enters REM for a little bit and uh-huh. has time to relax. You set an alarm and it wakes you up. And the hardest part about it is 
you have to slowly drift off to sleep. So you can't just go right back to bed. When your alarm sets, you extend your all your muscles, your arms and legs mm-hmm. as far as they go. And you just sit like that and you watch your breathing and you make every attempt not to fall asleep. And slowly you'll drift off gradually and your brain will trick itself into thinking it's still awake That's when it's awesome. not. And so I did it over, it took a half an hour to actually drift off uh-huh. into sleep while from that point. But then I, but it was worth it. it. That's crazy. That's my, so cool. My buddies are on this new supplement. Mm. It's totally legal. But <laughs> I, can, I don't know if I can, I definitely would never recommend it medically, but there's a supplement online you can buy called gorilla dream. And it's sold by this dude that does all these workout equipment stuff. And it has like grounded up roots that are legal, like just herb. Like it's not like LSD or shrooms or anything like that. It's just these natural ingredients that in combination do weird stuff to your brain chem. And so my buddies have been taking it for like three months. And every time they go, because my one buddy was on melatonin all the time. He just <clears> take <throat> it to help him go to sleep. Right. He took it and he sent me a message the next day and it was like, um, he dreamed that he had a Mexican baby <laughs> and he didn't know how he got it. And God told him to take care of it. So then he went into his tool chest from his uh, childhood and put it in the battery drawer and put it in there and then guarded the battery drawer. And he's like, <laughs> he, he swears up and down. He's never, he had one. I think he told me that um, the first night he took it, he was asleep. He usually wakes up real quick. He was asleep for 14 and a half hours and he recreated the entire walking dead universe in his mind and lived through an entire apocalypse. That's it was crazy. like, See, that's, what you that's hear- the thing. If I were lucid dreaming, I would create like a fantasy world, like Harry Potter or Straight whatever. Up. I would do something like that. Straight up. <laughs> mm. It is. Wild. It's no, a Star wild Wars. concept. Yeah. That would be sick I think too. dreams are so interesting. No Oppenheimer. Oh yeah. Speaking I mean, that's the real pivot. world. <laughs> Somebody say pivot. <laughs> yeah. Pivot. Time, time to pivot. Open. Time to, yeah. Crack Oppie? the oppie. Oppie. So we also Oppenheimer in the same theater. Not necessarily Not together. Ch- yeah, just by chance. Yeah. Uh, well, Braden and I did a Barbenheimer double feature. Mm-hmm. And I saw it with my grandpa. Oppenheimer. <laughs> he did not want to go see Barbie. but he wanted to see <laughs> I, And Oppenheimer. you're seeing Barbie tomorrow? Yeah. That's exciting. When are you going? I don't know yet. The boys didn't tell me. I got to go get a pink <laughs> shirt tonight. and Got to fit in with the crowd. I, I know. I was like completely unaware because we went the first day it came out. And I wore, asked a pink, me that I wore day, a flamingo Hawaiian shirt. Sick. That was the pinkest thing I had. I went straight from work, like to the movies, and every, and I had multiple people say, like, "Oh, are you dressing up?" And I was like, "Uh, no, didn't think about it. Like, it just didn't cross my brain. Like, I didn't. I don't know why, but I was like, I didn't. Comp- I didn't contemplate wearing pink or dressing up. Now I wish I would have, because I looked like an idiot. Like, everybody was dressed like, up. Everybody was. Like, like we, we we were walking out of the theater, and there were pink pink people, not pink people. Yeah. People dressed in pink walking out Straight and in everywhere, getting out of their cars. I saw multiple, insane. like, I mean, a lot of people dressed up for Oppenheimer, too, but I saw multiple, like, couples. Like, like one person was dressed in all black with, like, a fedora nice. or something, and the other one was, like, all pink. Did I tell you, it was after I got in my car, it was, like, after we departed, I got in my car, I saw somebody wa- run out of the theater <laughs> uh, wearing, like, something all black. It was, like, a black coat. They opened their car door. They threw the black coat inside and pulled a pink coat I out. That's and gangster, ran, man. And ran back That's in. so gangster. That was awesome. That was the best thing. I've I just seen. like that. It's a huge cultural phenomenon. Like I know. People yeah. are actually doing something for fun, and honestly, it's cheap entertainment. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, Have you heard about Saw Patrol? You sent it this morning, dude. I'm I'm, I'm not in that torture porn yeah. scene, so that ain't my gig. But that, yeah, I'm good on Saw. Mm-mm, I don't need. To I've see- only ever seen the first Saw, and the. Uh, Spiral, a spiral. Thank you. Yeah, you saw for that. Dragging me in that. I Ruined thought it was your life. it was your idea. 
I don't think so. No, I was swear it was. No, I think it was. Spiral? Yeah. Torture porn? It was pretty tortury. Yeah. I can't stay. I can't. It wasn't a very... It was a pretty... Torture porn is just a phrase for like if there's a bunch of like torture. It was a pretty bad movie. Spiral was. The first one was pretty solid, I think. I've heard people say the first one's... I think the first one also is least inclined for like the pure shock factor. Like it's just supposed to be a good horror movie. Yeah, it's not even that... It's not even that graphic compared to all the other ones at least. It's just a good... Yeah. Not my gig, but but, yeah, but pretty much like all it. the saws after the first one are just torture porn, like yeah. you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. I like reading horror, but watching it is a whole. And I like I like mm-hmm. psych horror. I love psych yeah. horror. I'm not big on the whole. I like, love yeah, like that's the only kind of horror I enjoy. Kind of is like psychological thrillers, but yeah, no, I, I will not be going to. I don't Saw remember Patrol. if it was The Conjuring or one of them, but Javier had a stop me. I was laughing through the whole movie just because some of the like. And again, we were watching it in daylight, and all the boys were around. I'm sure if I was in a dark room, like it would have gotten me a little easier. But yeah. like, I just saw the this woman like contorting in really funny ways, and I just it made me laugh <laughs> just because it looked funny. But I'm like, yeah, if I was like alone in my house at night in the middle of the woods and. That yeah. might be a little bit of a different, but I like reading horror more than I do watching it. It's not really my favorite watch genre. Because Joe, do you know Joey? Do you know how Joey King's in the first Conjuring? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I was listening to like a couple years ago. She was on Howard Stern. Okay, and she was like telling because like part of the because the movie is based off like the Jewish case files and all mm-hmm. that, and like one of the supposed like true stories is like the person that she played in the movie got was getting like bruises mm-hmm. or no no not her character during the film the mom right? the mom yeah the mom was getting bruises all over her body and she has no idea why um yeah, but joey king <laughs> said that she was getting random bruises while filming the movie because they were like on, i think they're on location or something at one point I was like, that's kind of creepy. That's I don't me- I don't mess with demons, bro. I ain't about no. that joint. Someone's <laughs> like, hey, dude, come over and let's play. Like, yeah, you can help yourself, yeah. buddy. You can you can fight your demon. Have I'm you seen a- The Exorcist? Maybe that's the one I watched. Which one has the... I don't even remember the movie. It's bad. Which one's like... There's like a farmhouse and there's a lake nearby and the chick drowned in the lake or something. And then they try to exercise her by tying her to a chair and the chair starts floating and floats. Is that The Conjuring or is that The Exorcist? I don't think it's either... The Conjuring is paranormal by like activity. A, I don't know which one is, it is. Is it the exorcism of M- no, not, no, no, no? Is it the last exorcism? Mm-mm. Wasn't that one? Either. Which one is it? Is it the exorcism of Emily Rose? No. I wish I. Could, it was a really popular horror. T- I wish I could tell you, dude. I don't remember much about Shoot. it. The, the, it the, the thing memorable. that throws me off is the chair. I don't remember the chair. I, oh, really? Well, I think they strap her in one point. It's either in the basement and she flips it and breaks it and then comes after him. Huh. And there's like a bunch of crap flying around the room. Gotcha. The Exorcist is like an upsetting movie. Really? It's fantastic though. <laughs> but it's, it's an older movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's like seventies, and they're making the the new the one. The new one I saw. Which actually, I saw the trailer. Actually, didn't look bad. I told my grandma we were gonna go see that together. She said, <laughs> under no circumstances. Yeah, are wait, I'm see? down if you need somebody to go with. I think we should take grandma see how she no dude. We were we were waiting so, for John Wick four and the, oh. one of the horror. Uh, I saw One of the horror trailers came up, and I was like, "Grandma, I bought tickets. This is a double feature." She's <laughs> like, "She's like, I'm going to the bathroom. You can, you can help yourself, buddy. I ain't doing that." So, what did your grandparents think of Oppenheimer? My grandpa, well, my grandma wasn't there. My grandpa oh, was, there, was there, but my grandpa thought it was 
phenomenal. It and, was, you know, we had a lot of thought provoking discussion on the drive home. Yeah, he has. He's a he was a history major in college. Oh, that's really? cool. He never he never pursued it. I kind of want to read American Prometheus. I heard that now. the movie. You need was, to. Dude. Have my, you read it? My buddy read it cover to cover. He said it's one of the best books he's read. I, is that like, what it was based on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the American Prometheus, seven hundred eighty-one pages of his life. Wow. Yeah, because it's, it's supposed to be really historically accurate for the most part. I think. Well, they they everybody. The only criticism I've heard is the people saying, and ironically enough, for a three-hour flick, they didn't cover anything. Like you don't know yeah. anything about like a lot of the pieces that this shouldn't dip into spoiler territory. So, um, this is like super super soft spoilers if anybody cares. But like he owned the whole one of the narratives is that they build Los Alamos on mm-hmm. his family land. What actually happened, I don't know if he owned any part of it. The United States government drove off a bunch of Mexican immigrants and Native Americans off their land. And that's why there's a little bit where he says, Yeah, where he said, like, give, give it back, back to the, the Natives. Yeah. They drove them off the land in three days. They have three days to get their houses in order, and then they bulldozed that's the whole thing. I actually did. Doesn't some, surprise me. Somebody, somebody caught a mistake mm. in the movie. I did see this the, too, I the think. Flag. The flag thing. Yeah. yeah. Because like they used a fifty star flag in that scene where they're waving the Did flag. Did they around. really? Yeah. I didn't even catch it, man. That yeah. is a, it was that's, before the fifty star flag. That's yeah. a that's a good little catch. Yeah, that's a that's a great catch. But and the, you like I saw a comment too, and it's like that's gonna drive Nolan wild when he sees this because he's like he's gonna go. He's such a. It's gonna be it's gonna be yeah. his first CGI shot in the movies to clean up that flag. He's gonna yeah. be. He, I mean, he's a detail obsessive, so like that yeah. doesn't that doesn't surprise. Because I saw another comment. It, I think somebody asked Robert Downey Jr. like. What would it be like if Christopher Nolan like directed the Avengers? And he we'd said, still be we'd shooting. still be shooting it straight <laughs> up, yeah. dude. But that's hundred um, percent accurate. Yeah. There's also a really good video I'll send to you guys after that. I watched that video. I hate, the like, Instagram accounts though that keep taking things out of context. They're like little quotes yeah. where it was like, I forget who said it, but I think it was Robert Downey Jr. He's like, yeah, he memorized like thirty thousand words a day of like german i'm like no he didn't <laughs> like, no, like people were posting it thirty like thousand words a yeah. day yeah, yeah good luck. Like, that's not no. possible good and then luck, like dude. emily blunt said something about how like cillian murphy cillian murphy like prepare for the role he only ate like an almond a day for like two months <laughs> I'm, like, people would just like can't they take make satire up, they make like, up they, the most ridiculous crap oh. they were like something, they were obviously joking and news reporters like Posted like it's fact. Silly Murphy. Something, something that is true. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, bud. I, I think Chris, Christopher Nolan is very like old school still. Mm-hmm. Like like he apparently didn't even propose like his screenplay for Oppenheimer remote. He like flew all the way to uh, oh, what was it? He flew all he flew like across the ocean somewhere just to turn in a screenplay straight up yeah i mean that's pretty sick silly murphy's a class act in real life dude 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 does not uh he doesn't do photos he'll like talk to people but he won't do photos um he doesn't ever check the internet he has no social media Mm -hmm. dude doesn't even know if his own shows are successful he doesn't i don't think he even watches his own stuff either i'm pretty sure he said that he like literally his whole gig is he does the character he gets a lot of joy out of acting Mm mm-hmm and then he's just done. Yeah. He, his he takes <clears throat> care of his family. He's obsessed with spending time with his family. He doesn't want the limelight. He hates the fact that like he's famous basically, and yeah. he just doesn't. When Peaky I Blinders think, took off, he was like, you know, go ahead. Dave. I think he's gonna get an Oscar nom for best lead. I, I hope so, he, man. Yeah. I hope so. Robert Downey Jr. is definitely supporting actor. Supporting There's no actor. way in heck, man. I think he's probably gonna win. Too. I didn't even know it was RDJ until three scenes in. Like oh, it really? took me a minute. Yeah, when I the way that he was cut with his hair, and then I was. Like, and have you looked up the side by side? Is great. Too. Yeah, she might get a best supporting actress nomination as well. I think. Really? I. I mean, she was good. Yeah. Have you seen? 
the side by sides with the actors and the real people. Mm-mm. They look exactly like. I know. Uh, I, I know. Yeah. I know. Oppenheimer. Here's the thing that I can't. Especially Oppenheimer and Robert Downey, or especially Killian and Robert Downey Jr. of Oppenheimer 100%, 100%, and Strauss. Dude. They look exactly like. Here's what I here. fundamentally don't get. I have no idea. And again, soft spoiler here. Soft historical spoiler here. Uh, I don't know how Oppenheimer was pulling so much game. Like for a physicist, I don't know how that works. Like, <laughs> dude was literally he, he discovering was discovering quantum fit or like you know working to advance the field of quantum, and he's like, yeah, I'm just pulling game left and right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. It's crazy. I what? um, <clears throat> what I thought was again okay. Uh, uh, never mind. That's kind of a spoiler, but it's also history. <laughs> well, I know like another little side bit. I saw Celine Murphy said like he. Because Oppenheimer, I think Oppenheimer like smoked like hundred cigarettes a day, mm-hmm. something crazy. He smokes a lot. He smokes in almost every scene in the movie. Yeah. So, but I know like Murphy said like I will never do another role where I have to smoke a fake cigarette. Oh really? Like it was ridiculous. Like how many he had to like smoke fakes, even Ugh. fake cigarettes, but like crazy. That's yeah. Drew the line. Ugh. It's kind of crazy how uh, the approach of smoking has changed in the past fifty plus years. Like. My mom still won't go into a Denny's because she got straight up smoked out when she was a kid because they had non-smoking and smoking sections. But, brother, if you've ever been around a cigarette smoke, like, yeah. like, it, what does that do? You know, yeah. you like, right. You know, like, it's crazy <laughs> how much society's changed about. Yeah, they're going to be making movies in 20 years. People will be vaping. Vaping, yeah. vaping in movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, something I loved about the movie, this is kind of a spoiler. So I'm gonna soft pull, spoiler. Soft alert. spoiler warning. But it's also a history that you might know. But I like how, and again, it helps maybe that I didn't know all of the facts going in, but like Strauss's character, um, like, or Robert Downey Jr. as like Strauss's character, I like how the movie kind of like, it, it, it kind of did a good job of making almost like a twist that he was behind like the whole hearing with like the security Mm -hmm. and the kind of not defaming, but like trying to undermine Oppenheimer with all that. I thought that was kind of well executed. Again, I, I didn't know that going right. in. I it, didn't either, man. I yeah. didn't even know who yeah. the dude was. I didn't know a lot. Yeah, I didn't know really anything that. I like how they went from a pure science flick to a political drama, and mm-hmm. they did yeah. like two. Th- Honestly, some people were saying it would have made a great miniseries, and I agree with that too. Yeah, if I they would have as well. They would have split it up into a miniseries. It would have been. I, I I love the way it was. Presented. I also think it's. We talked about this, but I. Mm-hmm. I love the whole, like we said, the double feature phenomenon thing because I mm-hmm. think Oppenheimer is doing way better in theaters than it would have. Oh, definitely. If 100%. it wasn't for Barbie because they're very like polar opposite movies. Yep. And it's like, I think I saw like the box, like opening weekend, I think Oppenheimer made like 80 million and mm-hmm. his budget was 100 million. So yep. it's already almost bad. It's already about to hit And I think that. Barbie's budget was like. Or sorry, the yeah, amount Barbie made 150 and its budget was like 140. I told David before you walked in here. It was only 40, wow. It was 140. Oh, 140. But it's, it already made it back. This it's is like, the first time in history they've had two 80 million openers yeah. ever. First yeah. time in history. Also, the pink, that. the uh, Barbie thing, They uh, all the money they spent on their pink paint, they actually caused an internet. That's what I saw. That. I, read I didn't that. know if it was yeah. true or yeah, not. Yeah, dude, they caused an internet. <laughs> they, the pink dye that they had to use, they were imported. Apparently, it's like one specific thing. They yeah. just kept... Rip Dude, it the set crazy. in that movie was unbelievable. It yeah. was. I haven't seen it yet, it was, but it just oh, based that's on, right. Based <laughs> on the trailers, I'm already like, yeah, dude. This it's is very be. like I didn't know what to expect going into it because I kind of, I kind of, I thought it would be like a kids movie, but it was definitely not. It's very adult. Yeah. Very adult. When I saw the PG, it's pretty profound. Rating, I was like, really. In a sense. Yeah. I, I mean, like, 
it's more profound than I thought it was going to be because I right. I went into it I think thinking it was like a PG movie. Not that right. PG movies can't be profound, but just but, like fun campy humor, like you know whatever. Right. It was gotcha. an incredible movie. I thought Barbie. Gotcha. It's really good. There's um, it's yeah, it's definitely the like, like like I said, like kids in that movie they wouldn't pick up on any of that movie sure. because there's a lot of political themes and like you know different ideas that are not they're more adult gotcha. for sure but it's uh oppenheimer did good. a really good job of i i told javier this that my favorite part of the movie was like okay guess can i guess was it the speech scene sorry which speech well like after the after hiroshima oh that one no oh. it, i mean that was good don't get me wrong and actually they didn't spoon i had i don't know well, it's historical fact, but I'm not going to spoil <laughs> the actual scene. But like, they didn't spoon feed you the themes. Like, they actually kept it pretty. Yeah, that's right. true. That wasn't my favorite part. My favorite part was actually soft and campy. Was the fact that, regardless of the implications of what the actions caused, seeing a bunch of people get into a room together and just say, "We need to work this out," and mm-hmm. even when they were fighting, getting in these stupid, like, coming from an academic background, even my short time in academia doing research, I was like, I felt like I was right at home. I'm like, yeah, they argue over stupid crap. Everybody wants to want to do their own thing. But when somebody finds something, it gets a lead. Everyone jumps on it. They're like, yeah. we need to get this done right now. Like they, I mean, as soon as somebody found a lead, they all sprung on it and they're like, yeah. we need to get this done. And that's sort of like academic cooperation. Really it's just, also, it was kind of inspiring. It's one of those even movies, though, I'm sorry. It's one of those movies that also makes you realize that they were just super smart people yeah <laughs> in the world mm-hmm. that make you feel like a moron like there's that scene there, there's the scene where um that guy like runs into the the classroom because he they're like reading i think it was germany that they they split the atom mm-hmm. and oppenheimer's like that's not possible and then he like goes on the board and does like all these calculations he's like see it can't be done i'm like i have no idea what i'm looking at <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> these yep. numbers mean, yep. but it means something to him and yep. then somebody did it and then like, somebody he was like theory only get you so far yep. yeah yeah well the the thing that the story that i love to tell people about trying to understand just how far ahead some people are and especially the government is ahead of the ball um in 1980 something 1983 maybe a bunch of scientists published from mit i think it was mit i'm probably gonna get all these details wrong just pretend for the second story i'm right um <laughs> early 80s a bunch of mit researchers get together they had been working for 30 years on this project trying to define a new encryption standard so encryption is the science of we going all the way back to the old days we want to take a message we want to scramble it and somebody on the other side should be able to unscramble it and read it in computers that happens with your passwords whenever you have bank account information being sent over the wire mm-hmm. whole bunch of implications they wrote a paper called rsa a new crypt uh cryptography standard which was it proposed an algorithm that would do th- what they used to do, way more secure, unbreakable within a reasonable amount of time without quantum computers, this whole great thing. And they released a paper, and everyone was like, this is going to change the world. Three days later, the NSA published their paper called RSA, A New Encryption Standard, and they said, uh, yeah, guys, thank God you finally actually figured this out in the public domain. We've had this for 40 years. Right after World War II, they had, they had done it already. That's and crazy. scientists had spent... 30 plus years at MIT trying to come up with this standard. The feds mm-hmm. had had it right after World War II. They That's figured it out crazy. within a couple of years. Wow. So every time you look at... You, so we got flying cars? Already. Every time you read up a story on insert thing just got discovered or like they, they declass documents and you're like, this tech is so cool. They're 30, 40 years ahead of the game. Mm, yeah. Like the, the feds, the military. Yeah. Way ahead. 
complete you know what i mean like yeah. every everything that you think hasn't been done is already mm, probably been wor- it's probably already been worked on somewhere yeah, I mean, else when you have the resources and all the the whole oppenheimer was in a testament to that no yeah. one at the time that was outside of the government circles thought that any of the research regarding weaponizing atomic technology could be done and mm-hmm. then they got a bunch of people together at three laboratories and they all ripped on it for two years and spent as they said in the movie like over two billion dollars mm-hmm. and I, yeah. I, I liked how the movie handled like the team of people because like oppenheimer was known based on i've read and watched documentaries since i've seen the movie because i just think his his stories are so fascinating mm-hmm. i think that's one of the reasons the movie works yep um but he he's he while he's incredibly smart he's also very reliant like there's like a scene in the movie where that he would told this guy's like your math is better than mine do this so he was like he very he was a theorist, but he also had people doing stuff for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He identified other identified other people's strengths and like master delegator manager exactly. Super, yeah, supervisor. There was also there was also again this isn't a spoiler at all. There there's a couple lines in the movie regarding Einstein's math and Oppenheimer's mm-hmm. math. I love not not true. Albert. Not mm-hmm. tr- every scene Einstein was in, he crushed it. He like did. it wasn't even. It. Albert Einstein was a physicist first and foremost. Mm-hmm. He actually really didn't like math. Albert Einstein was very good at math. Yeah. Oppenheimer in the movie acts like he can't do math. Oppenheimer in real life was one of the strongest practical mathematicians on earth. Mm-hmm. It's it, that part was severely underplayed. He didn't. Neither of them loved math, but they were humble. But, but they they absolutely smoked. My brother was yeah. talking to me. I think about that. Like how Albert Einstein, yeah, Albert Einstein was that way. Sorry. Yeah. He he hated like he was not a huge fan of math because he said at one point that. Um, it got in the way of the music, uh, and actually, they refer to this in a different scene with Niels Bohr. Oh, that beginning scene, yeah. Like Neil, Niels Bohr stuff. says, uh, "Can you hear the music?" And yeah. Einstein actually said something similar. Einstein said that when I have to worry about the practical math mm-hmm. of this, it takes away from the music of physics. So for him, that was also a big thing. Like yeah. trying to understand the physics part was the fun part, and the math was just a consequence of what. I'm really curious. This is a little off topic, but those cutaway shots that they would do every now and again with those cool effects, mm-hmm. all of those are apparently practical. Because, like you said, there's not a single CGI shot in the whole movie. Are you serious? Yeah, so I want to know how those are done. <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah, dude. Like, I want to look into how that. You, I wonder how they built something like that. Yeah. That was, just, those were sick. That whole yeah. like ending, without spoiling, like the ending scene, ending dialogue was it's like, sobering. phenomenal. It's sobering. It is. Yeah. It makes you sit there and you think, and you're yeah. like, I love how the movie per, like brings in things like that proposed stuff, and and a lot of it doesn't come into like fruition. Like there's like one thing that doesn't co- like that it's they uh, there's like a scene of Matt Damon when he's talking to the he was also great in that movie. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. he was terrific. Mm-hmm. That that during the hearing they were questioning him. They're like, would you approve, um, Oppenheimer by like the guidelines today? And then it cuts. And they don't show him answer that yeah, question until like, like two hours later. Yeah. It, it yeah, was like it's, hour. it's like an hour and a half yeah, <laughs> it was later. Long as hell. And like the out the scene with like Oppenheimer talking to Einstein. It's like near the beginning of the movie, but you don't actually hear what they said. The payoff till the, the end. It, it's it sobering, it. dude. My <laughs> yeah. my grandpa, my grandpa has a lot of profound wisdom, but he turned to me at the end of the movie. He's like. I fear for your generation. I was <laughs> like, dude, you can't say that after I'm over here, like being down in the existential yeah. thoughts. But once we open Pandora's box, man, it changed the game forever. Like the pre, it's like 9-11, pre and post United, 9-11 United States. You walk in the airport, there's no TSA. You go through, you smoke a stogie in the lounge. Like 
no one cares post tsa you get patted down if you have more than three ounces of shampoo they shoot you on site you know like <laughs> same thing with nuclear warfare before the nuclear bomb mm-hmm. everyone was just kind of under this agreement that hey anytime we get in war it's going to be bad because there's going to be mass casualties and we're going to spend long time trying yeah. to win i this. love how it had it it cut back and because there's like time jumps but it's kind of mm-hmm. talking about like the hydrogen hydrogen bomb discussion because mm-hmm. like my brother my brother what he said is you know a hydrogen bomb makes an atom bomb look like a firecracker yeah <laughs> essentially yep. um, and it changed the game completely you yeah. know what i mean like again another step to the carl sagan i think it was sagan had a quote because he talked a lot on the when the nuclear warfare stuff was going on and especially mm-hmm. with, during cold war era escalations etc and he has an old uh, saying, and I don't know if he stole it from somebody, but he said, yeah, you know, the nuclear war growing is we're knee-deep in gasoline, and everybody else is knee-deep in gasoline. We're staring at each other. I have three matches in my hand, and you have five, mm-hmm. and that's all it is. It's like as soon as somebody pulls a pin, it's all it's gone. Over. It's done. Yeah. You just have to, you know. I hope that hopefully I, I hope, day never comes. But. Mm-hmm. I hope not too many. It's amazing to me how many people I think are going to Oppenheimer with – the wrong expectations because i was like watching this video and i like it was like one of those things people going to the street like what are you watching first barbie or not oppenheimer and there's like some people who are like i think i do oppenheimer first you know to get like a cool action movie <laughs> and then and then no watch barbie way, and i'm like oppenheimer it's called oppenheimer because it's like a biopic about yeah. it's a, in a period piece dude i and, loved when oppenheimer <laughs> picked up that ak-47 and marched on the front lines <laughs> in world war ii that was sick yeah like um, ah, that's actually. A I did see. Um, mind. It wasn't during either of those movies, but I saw this new trailer for. Uh, they're doing a Bob Marley movie. Oh, I saw. I was it there with you. Great. It looks really I good. I need to see that, yeah. man. I want to see you that. You know, he had like fourteen kids from like that's eight different. Did he really? Moms. I did not know that. Here's a here's a couple. Let me give you a couple more fun facts about Bob Marley. Uh-huh. Mainly his sons. Uh, one of his sons wrote the Arthur theme song. Really? Did that's not know the that. dude that sings it. And really? if you, every day when you're walking down the street, <laughs> that's him. That's kind of cool. His other son has a feature with uh, Bruno Mars on, um, what's the name of that album? It's called Liquor Store Blues, but that's a different son who has a feature with Bruno that's Mars. Crazy. But huh. he died at, I think, 34. Yeah, I think he was young. He he had a totally curable or like preventable. If he would have gotten one minor, or I think he had to chop a toe off and he would have been good. But Bob was, Marley was huge. Like, holy cow. Just absolutely rock. I really would do. Have you been. Brayden has Brayden been you been to Jamaica no I no. can't remember somebody I, my but one buddy hasn't I was thinking it was you have you been to Jamaica? no I have not I haven't been I want to check it Johnny Cash used to vacation to Jamaica all the <laughs> yeah. time yeah dude he had a beach house like that they would go to regularly he said the moon was beautiful he wrote a song while he was there called um like moon over Jamaica or something huh. and he was he was big on that yeah tourist destination I just but, thought it looked good I bet it's gonna be sick yeah. do you think Oppenheimer's a is it a war movie is it a biopic is it both? I think it's. I think it's. Is it a war movie? That's a, actually a pretty I good question. I think it's really just a drama. I, I feel like it's a, it's a war movie in the sense that like that like Schindler's List is a war movie. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, that's a good. That's a great comparison, David. Uh, but yeah, I think it's like a biopic slash drama slash. If you're like doing like the genre slashes, I put war in the third one. Yeah, <laughs> if that makes sense. I think I like the Schindler's List comparison. That's Thank a, you. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember I was doing some reading the other day, and um, I don't know if you guys know this, the uh, Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Have you ever seen that I've movie? seen it. I've read that, it. Too. I read the, the book. Uh, yeah. The, uh, do you know the person that did that, did like zero Holocaust research to write that whole thing? Oh, the oh, I I, I, I read he did the book or the... Both. So the book and the, the... So the movie's 
largely based on the book, but I know there's a lot of details in the book that aren't there. I read that he, I, I think he wrote the book in two days or something insane. I read that. Did zero research on yeah. the Holocaust, <laughs> which is crazy because that's drawn. There's a really good podcast I've been uh, being into pick up episodes on. It's called um, Book Lies or something like that. And they mm-hmm. go through some of the most popular books and they discuss in detail, like a really popular one they did is Freakonomics because um, that's a really popular book. Still haven't read it. It's supposed to be pretty good, but they break down everything that went wrong in those articles. There's, and like a, there's some YouTube channel that does that with movies. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CinemaSins? Might be, yeah. That sounds Cin- right. CinemaSins, you, you, some- I used to watch it a lot and it got on my nerves because the dude started like, in, I, I, in I real actually, life, go I ahead. actually switched to Cinema Wins. Do you watch? Have you ever yeah, heard that? Yeah, dude. Cinema Wins. Opposite. Yeah, exactly. Point out the good things in the movie. Because the dude beyond Cinema Sense tried to act like he was satire, and then he got interviewed, and he's like, he went on like this forty-five minute tangent on this one camera angle in this one movie, and everyone's like, "Dude, you're a chode." Like, yeah. like I can't listen to this. I've heard yeah. about that too. I used I watched like every when I was in high school. What, probably his older years, stuff was great. I watched all of it, dude. And and uh, and like older and people would get upset like. Uh, like his older stuff was like funny satire. Yeah, and it was like, actual satire. Like, 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 like I was listening to Lights Camera Barstool and they were talking about it. Like, whenever he would be like, uh, <laughs> like scene, scene does not contain a lap dance. That's not a real. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he yeah. did funny that's stuff. Not, that, that, that's that's stuff not an like, actual like, insult towards him. He'd be like, he'd be like eight eight pairs in the scene minus one point, and it's yeah. like like. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do but, with that. But now, yeah, it's not as good anymore. He, as soon as he went on, like, the tangent, I watched. Yeah, yeah, as soon as I went on, used watched. To funny. I, yeah, I, I, well, that's the thing, too. I thought the comedy started to slip. Like, honestly, yeah. I wasn't laughing at it anymore. Exactly. I was like, like, that was a pretty, like, weak joke. Like, I just, Cinema Wins is pretty sweet. I like know? Cinema Wins. It makes, it's just more I knew, positive. I still, I, I came home late that night. I didn't make a letterbox account and link up with you guys and then post a. Oh, we can do that today. <laughs> Without without doing the top five off the rip, I was thinking about it last night. Um, do you guys have a top five movies off the dome that you know? Oh, like, like for the account, time? like or? just like your personal, or like maybe even recent ones. Because like mine, I was thinking about it last night. Mine is like Tron Legacy's number one, and then yeah, still haven't watched. Stand it. and Deliver is number two for me. Road to El Dorado is an animated movie. That's my third one. Um, Indiana Jones, the first one, is probably my fourth. Or actually, no. Um, Last King, or what is it? What's the third Last one? Last Crusade. Last That's Crusade my favorite. is my favorite. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Fourth. And then five, honestly, the reason I was thinking about it, Oppenheimer bumped up to my fifth favorite really? movie I've seen. I'd go see it probably three more times in the theater. I kind of want to see it again. I can't lie. And that's another thing. For a three-hour movie that's like entirely dialogue-driven, it felt because it's it was it's so rapid fast. fire. It, it moves so, so quickly. Yeah, that's the same thing. We watched Mission Impossible. It was like two hours and forty-five minutes, and that's a completely different movie, all action. But it literally felt like two hours max. Straight yeah, up. it really yeah. did. Uh, top five. We did have we did a top ten movies. I remember, and I'm trying to remember. I guess maybe I should off the da- bat. To, to not do just like off the dome, like not any particular. Yeah, I'm not even gonna think about it. But I think my favorite's always gonna be Return of the King. Great choice. Um, I'm is does that be in order or just like just just give them just give them or, or like just, even just recent stuff too. Like I, the only reason I was just thinking about it late last night, I was like, if I had to look, have you guys seen Stand and Deliver? By the way, mm-hmm. no. You you need to watch that movie. It's about um. It's a Hispanic professor that uh, goes to a school in lower income California. I don't remember if it was L.A., Sacramento, or where it was at, but he shows up trying to teach the computer science program at the school. Uh-huh. This is why I like it. I love this movie right. before I was even in CS, but um, he shows up, and they don't even have computers. It's super impoverished. Dude shows up in the classroom, and he's like, okay, I'm going to teach AP classes, and they laugh at him, and they say, you can't teach 
AP, like these kids are idiots, they're stupid, they're degenerate, poverty, whatever. And he shows up and I won't spoil how the whole plot line goes, but it basically goes through this class of kids that are your unconventional students that shouldn't succeed. And this dude puts his soul into actually getting these kids to succeed. The movie is incredible, but it's so powerful. And you find out after the fact that they had to dumb down his life story because people wouldn't believe it actually happened. What he really did was so much more impressive. So they didn't put it in the movie. And his actual life story, if you read about it on Wikipedia or whatever, was so insane. No one would buy it, so they didn't put it in the movie. Oh, my God. That's crazy. The the TLDR is like he guides his kids through these AP programs that are like in gang violence. They're in an impoverished neighborhood. And it's absolutely incredible. It's my second favorite movie. That makes me think of one movie. It's a similar thing with like a sport. As like a sports movie. It was called like McFarland USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that's a cool movie. And it makes me think of uh it's the one with Robin Williams. Oh, uh Dead Poets Society. Yeah, Dead Poets Society. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was in your top ten, I think. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um off the bat, like my favorites Return of the King, Last Crusade, um, Empire, Strikes Back. You know what do you know what's a movie I didn't put on my top ten, but I think I kind of feel stupid for not doing? Uh, Shawshank Redemption, dude. I still I saw Shawshank. It. Oh my god! Yeah, I know. I listen, listen. I'm a Stephen it's King fan. Have been a Stephen King fan. Uh-huh. Still haven't read Shawshank. I've I didn't. I had never seen Shawshank until two years. Oh, why didn't that should be on my top five? I, I don't. <laughs> Shaw, Shawshank Redemption is one of the best movies I've ever. Seen. Oh, it's yeah, one of the best I really movies ever made. That. I, it's, I don't know it's, why. It's I an it's it. an incredible. I mean, Stephen King smokes in every genre. Like he proved a long time ago, he doesn't just need. He's to be not horror. just a horror guy. No, yeah, but he wrote that book and. Like they they took it even for I've heard the the movie's the, better than the book. That's what, what I heard. that's what I've heard. I think too. my dad read the book. He said the movie's even better. Pretty sure Stephen <laughs> King sat in the theater said and he said, "Hey, he did it better than I did." Like he doesn't. I'm thinking. Well, I know off the top of my head. I mean, my favorite is uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies. That, I've heard good things. And I it's it's a great movie. It's, I need to. It is my favorite. That's movie. got Shia LaBeouf in. Yeah, doesn't it? yeah. it's a great movie. Um, I love Interstellar. I love um. Interstellar, the is Dark Knight, Dark Knight's phenomenal. Dark, Dark Knight's probably my top ten. For um, sure. I'm trying to think. I found I, out way late in life I was quoting the Dark Knight, having oh never seen God. the movie like all the time. Like I was dropping comments from the Dark Knight. <laughs> like some men just want to see the world burn, and yeah, know, that's like Dark Knight material. Another movie. I thought I prepared well for that top ten list. I think for the most part it's pretty accurate. But a movie I completely forgot about. Uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. Have you seen that? I've never how seen how you it. doing? It's if you like. I, I haven't seen it, but I know a lot of the quotes from it. It's, okay. it's, it's it, supposed to be really good. It was like, if you like Interstellar, you like it. Because yeah. Interstellar was very inspired by that movie, which is one of the reasons I love Interstellar. Yeah. Because they play off each other. Because that's an incredible Did you guys movie. do a worst movie you've ever seen? Actually, Bar- actually, if you watch 2001 A Space Odyssey, um, you'll get a very funny reference in Barbie. Mm. Maybe you already got it, actually. I don't know. You guys ever do a worst movie list on worst? the pod? I think we did a we worst did, of the year. We did worst of the year, not of all what's your, what's your What's your worst movie that you've ever seen of all time? Uh, that's a tough um, question. I know mine easy. Blonde <laughs> from really? last year. That was. Uh, you said it was pretty bad. It was. And mine might be Venom too. Really? <laughs> it's. So I never. Bad. I never saw it. My least favorite, hands down, no questions asked, is a uh, Southernland or Southland Tale. So I don't even remember the name. My buddy Mark. Um. It's I never would disrespect him by like dropping it to his face basically, but he says it's his favorite movie of all time. And he's like, <laughs> dude, I'm coming over. We're watching this. This is the best movie ever filmed. I didn't look up the runtime. Movie's three hours and fifteen minutes long. It's got Dwayne Johnson. It's got Justin Timberlake in it. It's got the star-studded cast. 
Yeah. I can't tell you a single plot point that happened in the <laughs> movie. The general idea is that these dudes are like um like cloning bodies and bodies are going missing and like there's some time travel involved. There's like eight music numbers in the movie. I got to the end, I had no idea what happened. And my buddy Mark was like, Didn't you guys like that? And <laughs> I was like, Yeah, dude, it was great. He left and my other buddy was in the room with me when my the dude left and he looked at me he's like dude i was not gonna do mark dirty because i love him to death that is the suckiest movie <laughs> I, I was like dude i thought the exact same thing That's don't crazy. if you guys want like a bad movie night yeah watch Southland i love bad Taylor. movie night it it drove me and it's so long too it drove me nuts but <laughs> if you ever get the chance my, my brother in uh college i think i had bad movie tuesdays with like That's his friends they'll get together every tuesday watch a bad movie a movie i just rewatched that back to the good movies um i just rewatched the irishman Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it, dude. Such I haven't. My buddy, my buddy's seen it like three or four. That's times. my favorite like mafia movie I've ever seen, and Saving Private, Saving Private Ryan's. Oh, that's that's definitely a classic. It's a good one. I really like Sicario. That's a I've good heard movie. that one's good too. That's a great movie. There's a, I mean, yeah, I mean, the I could the list goes on and on. I mean, I can think about. Movies yeah. are a big hobby for me, and honestly, they're one, of the only, mm-hmm. they're one of the only they're one the only cheap hobbies left, other than reading. Like, yeah. you can still get tickets. Although I was driven a little crazy when Cinemark was like, "Hey, it's fifteen bucks for a ticket," and I was yeah. like, "Dude." I think one of the best that came out recently though was Everything Everywhere All at Once. I've heard really movie. good things. Oh, have you seen my, that yet? I heard my I bet my grandma would like. It's got Korean uh, actors in it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Michelle Yeoh, she would like it. She's big into like the the high Korean, like the really famous Korean. Actors, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Disney's been doing a hundred year uh, thing up at Valley View. Yep, I did and hear about that. Yeah, so we went and saw the boys and I went and saw Toy Story in theaters mm, yesterday. They're awesome. running back a bunch of them. We saw really Pirates cool. of the Caribbean, which slaps, and I never. Oh, have, that's back. It was back two weeks ago. It's done now. Sorry, no. David. Sorry, <laughs> dude. I should have okay. put. I should have put them. No, that's through. okay. But Holy I saw it again in theaters, and just there's so many banger lines like. Um, when Will's talking to Jack about how Jack's obsessed with treasure, and uh, he said, "Yo, Will, you're obsessed with treasure too," and he's like trying to deny it. Jack's like, "There's more treasure than silver and gold, matey," and he's referring <laughs> to Elizabeth. I'm like, "Dude, this movie's full of such great lines." I've actually only ever seen one of them. Which one? <sighs> Dead Man's Chest. I don't. Were they gambling on a boat? The one with Liar's Dice. Pretty much everybody's seen Dead Man's Chest. Maybe. That's a really popular yeah, it might one. Have been that one. Does it have the squid dude in it? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. dead. By the way, child. that effect for the not just for the time, that effect on his beard like still holds it's cra- up. Yeah, it's I know, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. The liar's dice scene is one of my favorite in the entire franchise. The what? I'm sorry. Where they play liar's dice? Oh, yeah. where they sit around six sixes. Yeah, I dude, I love that crap. Somebody dude. did a full 35 minute analysis on that scene, like talking about what it means. I want to do a Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean binge. I'd do it. I think yeah. it'd be so much fun. My buddy that's obsessed like with pirates that. didn't see it until yeah. six months ago, and I bought him the whole set, and nice. he watched through all that of them. should be the next binge we do. I think so, too. I also think a John Wick binge would be fun. It'd be a, quick, it'd be a quick binge, but... I, yeah, can watch I haven't John watched Wick. any of them. Oh, my God. I know. There's They're so phenomenal. many movies. I'm... We're back. We're back. We just realized so, it's a. Uh, we're about, about to leave. End. Yeah, we just realized <laughs> that we're about we're out of time. <laughs> what happens when the boys get in the room? We just start ripping. <laughs> yeah, time flies. Time flew actually. Yeah, I mean that was a good. I think we covered some pretty interesting stuff. We I think so. We didn't get to the Uncle Primo's closing, but we'll have to oh, say that for man. next time. Oh, 
I knew to you be were going to be really I, upset did you guys ever? That. Did you guys ever go to Primo's? Oh, yeah. Well, I took Brayden one time. I've been I think, there I think one time. Times. One time. Are time you a ago? tiramisu guy, David? Oh, God, Actually, yeah. So good. I so have you uh, been up to Gervasi and Cam? Mm-hmm. Any of the property? Do the tiramisu there takes me to the next I level. Never, I've been to the restaurant once and I didn't get tiramisu. Did you, uh, dude, it's better, well, I went to the it's better than Primo's. It wasn't like the inside It is the best. Oh, the plaza. It is the bistro and the crush house of it is the best tiramisu I've ever had. Anyway, TLDR. Thanks for joining and thanks for letting me be yeah. on, guys. We appreciate you. Sorry, by we, I mean Josh, who's not here. <laughs> I played the wrong music. Cry you can come time. back anytime, Noah. There it is. <laughs> Hopefully not too frequently. Thanks for so much for coming by, Noah. Until next time.